Hey there. Did you know that tensions tend to be highest for blended families when everyone is together? <laughs> Maybe you've noticed that when you've tried to do something fun with the whole family and it didn't go as well as you'd hoped. If you can relate, Maybe you'd like to join us on Thursday, May 16th for an interactive workshop all about navigating the tensions of family time. You'll connect directly with us and other blended couples in a 90-minute Zoom call and work on your own personalized strategy for responding to the challenges of family time in your unique family blend. That's right. You can join us and our community by hopping into Blending Together, where we hold one of these workshops each and every month. So if you'd like direct interaction with us in the context of a supportive group of other blending couples, then the Blending Together community is right where you need to be. Mm -hmm. So scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and click the link to check out the details. We would love to meet you on the 16th for our upcoming Intentionally Blending workshop right inside of the Blending Together community. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get to the episode. I believe that I'd given my whole heart away before and then ended up getting burned. Yeah. So doing that again and being vulnerable with you mm. was something I had to work on if yeah. I truly wanted to authentically show up and experience intimacy with you. Welcome to the Blended Family Coaching Show, where you'll discover how to move your step family from just surviving to truly thriving. Grab your headphones and listen in as we share practical real-life strategies for building healthy bonds, understanding the kids' perspective, romance and partnership, parenting with great teamwork, and yes, even co-parenting with a difficult ex. We're Mike and Kim Anderson, and we believe with the right tools, every step couple can overcome the common challenges of stepfamily life. Join us for authentic and sometimes comical conversations to discover how you can lead your family with confidence and create the future you really want. Well, hey, welcome. We are so grateful for you, our listeners. That's right. <laughs> yep. Thank you for joining us every week and for your regular encouragement. Yes. We recently surpassed 100 ratings over on Apple Podcasts, and we've received quite a few reviews. Mm -hmm. Now, would you consider just taking a minute to share your feedback as well? It takes just a second to leave a star rating and only a minute or two to add a review to that. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, so whether it's on Apple Podcasts or another platform that accepts reviews, please take a moment to let us know how we're, well we're serving you. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Those 100 plus people that are sharing feedback, thank you so much for your kind words. One person, Emily, recently shared with us some of how the show has helped her and her fiance. Mm. And one of the things she said was, Thank you, Mike and Kim, for sharing so openly, candidly, and for helping us learn from your experiences. Wow. Hey, thanks, Emily, for that <laughs> yes. encouragement. We really appreciate it. And you know, sharing openly isn't always so easy. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable, yes. especially on such a public platform. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it seems like there's this draw in many of us to appear as though we've got it all together, yeah. that we've got it figured out and life is just peachy for us. Right. I mean, just to, you know, look on social media for like 10 minutes and that yeah. facade is pretty easy to yeah, spot, right? that perfectionistic mm -hmm, attitude, mm -hmm. right? But at the core, most of us have 
a, a desire to really be known, right. like truly known, fully known at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to work up the courage to share some things that we're not so proud of on a podcast, <laughs> but often it's even more challenging to be vulnerable with those that we're closest to. Yeah, You know, for many of us, vulnerability is tied to fear. And even though we really want to be fully known, fear can hijack our openness and rob us of the opportunity to receive the love that we're really looking for or to love our partner well also. And that's why we're focusing on vulnerability mm. and fear today. That's right. And learning how to take some necessary risks, yeah. some good risks. Mm-hmm. And for many of us who are maybe in our second or even third marriage, we're going to experience fears that are tied to those previous relationships. Mm. And those fears will impact our current relationship. Yeah. Maybe there's some fear that things won't work out this time and we'll have to go through another breakup or divorce Mm -hmm. and then we'll experience pain and more loss and so will our kids. Mm -hmm. And when your internal fears aren't acknowledged and dealt with, they will impact your relationship, I guarantee you. And they're going to create distance and disconnection. Mm -hmm. This is because fear and uncertainty create insecurity within a marital relationship. Mm. And that will set the stage for spouses to start holding back or to put up some emotional walls in order to protect themselves. Sure. They'll become guarded and cautious with their heart. Mm. So fear and insecurity have impacted our marriage. Wouldn't you say that, uh, honey? I would agree, yeah. And Mike is actually my third husband. And I've had to work through some pretty big trust issues. (laughs) But it's not just us. There's quite a bit of research out there that also reveals this. Mm -hmm. In the book, Building Love Together in Blended Families, Ron Deal reports the results of the largest survey of step couples ever conducted by himself and Dr. David Olson. Mm. And what they found is that fear of another breakup or divorce predicted with 93% accuracy whether couples had a strong and vibrant marriage Mm. or a poor and unstable one. Ron also shares that fear cascades negativity on the relationship. The root cause is pain from the past. Its impact is the fear of more pain. And the potential outcome is to avoid being hurt again. And this is when spouses do not love sacrificially or with their whole heart. Ron goes on to say that just below the surface in nearly every blended family relationship is a hidden question. And here it is. Do you really love me? And can I trust you? That's a powerful question. And you know what? That's powerful research as mm-hmm. well. We, we've got to pay attention to that. At 93% accuracy around couples harboring fear reveals the difference between couples enjoying a strong, vibrant mm-hmm. relationship and those with a more disconnected, unstable relationship. Yeah. Like, we better really think about that. So we want to be known, right? I said that we earlier. And, and the primary way that we can be known is simply to be vulnerable But then fear comes in and hijacks our ability to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. and that keeps us from being known. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really the fear that's keeping many of us from enjoying what we really want and need in our relationship. So let's dive into all this by first considering where fear comes from 
and what may might be at the root of yeah, some of our it's fears. It's important to look at that. Sure. And the process of uprooting fear can be challenging because mm. most of us don't like to go back and stir up old stuff. No. <laughs> it, it can feel like we're opening up old wounds and that is just not very fun. No. Right. It's not fun at all. <laughs> We'd really rather leave that pain from our past in the past. We want to do our best to wipe that slate clean, right? And just focus on the present or the future. But there's some flaws in that kind of thinking. Because the reality is our past doesn't stay in the past. No. The past is always present in the present, mm-hmm. whether we acknowledge it or not. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in episode five called How to Get Over the Hurts and Triggers from Your Past, we shared some reasons why this is so challenging. Mm-hmm. And we talked about what we call relational replays. <laughs> And really, all of us have the tendency to view new relationships through the lens of our previous experiences. This is just a natural, normal thing that we do. And we really can't stop relational replays from emerging into our conscious Mm -hmm. thoughts. Mm -hmm. All it takes is for something to happen in your current relationship that suddenly reminds you of something that happened in the past. And it isn't possible to turn off memories that are connected to your past experiences. Now, some people might be really good at compartmentalizing parts of their lives and they Mm -hmm. can try to leave past memories in a box, (laughs) (laughs) but they can't erase them. And eventually what's been tucked away in that box will begin to leak out when similar experiences come up and play out, which is going to happen. And once those relational replays hit, Mm. along comes those same feelings and those emotions that you experienced in the past. And we call those touchy triggers. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a feeling of betrayal, some disappointment, mistrust, abandonment, feeling unloved. Yeah. But whatever it is, it's painful, right? It hits. I'm sure most of us can relate to at least one of those words. Yeah. And suddenly you're flooded with negative emotions, Mm -hmm. emotions that are actually rooted in past experiences, but can quickly disrupt and impact your present moment. Mm -hmm. And then the natural response to those emotions are irrational influencers, Mm -hmm. which are the stories we form and we start to believe about our current spouse and our current situation. And, you know, we call these irrational because they feel very real in the moment and there might be a bit of truth in the experience, but they're influenced by memories from the past. So they really are quite irrational. Yeah. It's about something old. Yeah. Not about the current situation. Exactly. That old pain becomes the present pain. Mm. And when we're unaware of what's actually going on, Mm -hmm. they have the power to influence how we treat each other, what we believe about each other. And these stories, which are often rooted in fear, can limit our ability to connect and be vulnerable. That's just truth. It's very difficult to love with your whole heart when you're believing the lies of an irrational influencer and living in fear. Mm -hmm. Because the natural reaction is always to protect ourselves, right? And back in episode five, we gave some detailed examples of how irrational influencers have impacted our marriage over the years. Mm -hmm. And they aren't very pretty stories, are they, honey? (laughs) But thankfully, we've been able to overcome them. But it's only because we each 
started to become really aware of our relational recalls and also the touchy triggers that would Mm -hmm. hit and the irrational influencers. And we chose to take action and change that pattern. And chances are this might be resonating with you. Mm -hmm. If that's true, we'd encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Also included in that episode is a free cheat sheet that can help you identify your irrational influencers and tips for how you can minimize the impact of your past hurts and pain Mm -hmm. by creating some statements of truth that'll help keep you stay grounded in the present and rational in those moments when the relational recalls and touchy triggers hit. Yeah. (laughs) Because they will hit. They will. They're coming. Mm -hmm. So you might want to just check that out. And that episode goes hand in hand with what we're talking about today. Absolutely. However, today we want to go a bit deeper around those difficult emotions, Mm. the ones that are rooted in our past, but are keeping us stuck in guardedness and create trust challenges in our current relationship. And probably the biggest one that can be so powerful is fear, Mm. like we've already been talking about. So we've touched on the origins of fear and how it might manifest in your current relationship. But let's talk just a little bit more about why this topic is so important and what's really at stake here. Yeah, let's do that. Because Rondale's quote that I read earlier should strike a chord in all of us, right? Yeah. To avoid being hurt again. And so that's basically reacting to our fear. Spouses do not love sacrificially or with their whole heart, Mm. which fosters insecurity within the marriage. So what does it mean to love with our whole heart? Because that's such an important concept. Mm -hmm. You know, a few years back, we had the opportunity to be part of a training that equipped us to coach couples through a program called Relate Strong, Mm -hmm. which is based on restoration therapy. And in this program, we help couples understand the essential elements that make relationships both loving and safe. And we all need several things to feel love, trust, and security. And one of them is openness. Yep. And this is really about being real and vulnerable with each other. Yeah, totally. Because secrets kill intimacy. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, dishonesty necessarily. What I am talking about is holding back from openly sharing who we are with each other and what's really going on mm. inside underneath the surface. Yeah. The reality is that relationships are built on trust. And if we aren't open with each other, we'll always be wondering if our spouse is keeping something from us, if they're holding back what they really think and really feel or or vice versa. Yeah, it works both ways. And it's a common thing for many couples to have fear, hold one or both partners back from being vulnerable with each other. Mm -hmm. At some level, you likely have experienced this and you probably have some valid reasons, right? There's a certain amount of risk involved in being vulnerable and open. Mm But what you need to fully understand is that withholding yourself emotionally comes with some very real risks as well. Yeah, either way, you're risking. Yeah, Yeah. here's a few examples. If you're afraid that expressing your frustration will make your partner too anxious, you're going to end up feeling resentful and bitter. Yeah, because you're just holding it all in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're too afraid of your own sadness to talk with your partner about your grief, you're going to feel lonely, misunderstood, and even isolated in your relationship. Yeah, you won't be known, like I said earlier, yeah. 
And if you're too afraid to acknowledge and share your guilt and remorse for a mistake or a transgression from the past, you will increasingly inject your relationship with half-truths and deceit. Mm, yeah. yeah. As psychologist Nick Wingall puts it, you can't have intimacy in a relationship if you can't trust yourself or your partner with your difficult emotions. Mm. And a relationship without intimacy is not going to be very satisfying for anyone. Absolutely. That's what I love about the Relate Strong program mm -hmm. is that we get to help couples increase intimacy. Right. Increase being known. Yeah. And yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. So in his article, Nick Wignall, it's called Emotional Vulnerability. What is it and why it matters? <laughs> Nick goes on to say that you can practice emotional vulnerability by first briefly acknowledging your painful emotions. So observing them without acting on them and then validating them by reminding yourself that it's okay to feel however you're feeling. Yeah. One of my favorite Nick Wignall quotes is this, just because something feels bad, doesn't mean it is bad. That's right. yep. <laughs> and I really connect with that mm. because I spent so many years shutting down or trying to escape painful things from my past because I was afraid of facing my own painful emotions. Sure. But what I've learned is that fear actually dissipates when you confront it, mm. <laughs> which confirms for me what Nick is saying here. We've got to get real with those painful emotions rather than trying to stuff them down or hide them from our partner. Right. And we'll put a link to Nick's article in the show notes. It's really great if you want to go check that out. He goes into some pretty good details around specific ways to practice emotional vulnerability and he explores the numerous benefits that come from this. For sure. So to love with our whole heart or even to receive love wholeheartedly, right. we've got to be able to move toward vulnerability. Mm -hmm. But we've also learned over the years in our marriage that to be open and vulnerable with our spouse, with each other, mm -hmm. we need to learn how to communicate in a way that's assertive, which is kind of that middle healthier ground between aggressive or passive styles of communication. Right. And this is really a valuable communication skill because the truth is successful couples are able to assertively communicate with each other. Right. So rather than assuming your partner is able to read your mind or should just know how you're feeling emotionally, assertive couples get to share honestly and genuinely mm -hmm. with each other. They're able to get real and vulnerable. And as a result of more direct or assertive communication, these couples move away from those irrational influencers or other negative stories mm -hmm. that get built up in their head. So we've got to learn to clearly communicate about what's really going on in us if we want to experience true intimacy in our relationship. Absolutely. Now, you may want to go check out uh, our episode 50 that's all about assertive communication. And it's an essential skill to help you be emotionally vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's called How to Openly Communicate What You Really Want. And there's a link in that episode to another great article from Nick Wignall with a step-by-step -step guide to assertive communication. Yeah. So you might need to just learn a little bit more about how to clearly communicate and share with your partner in a direct and assertive way. 
so that you can become more vulnerable and love with your whole heart. Mm -hmm. This is just one piece of the puzzle around facing our fears is just really being able to talk about them even when we're experiencing that pain. So so we're trying to face our fear, right? Mm -hmm. We're not trying to hide from it. We're trying to surface it. And then we're learning how to assertively communicate about those fears so that we can be vulnerable. And through that, we end up being more known. More known, right. You know, for me... um, one of the barriers to loving you, honey, with my whole heart mm. was that I didn't fully trust myself or believe mm. that I was worthy of love. That's interesting. You say it's that you didn't trust yourself, not yeah. that you didn't trust me. And I think it's because I harbored some fear around my own sound judgment mm. and my value as a person because I'd made a lot of poor choices in the mm. past, especially in my romantic life. Mm. And I've been treated badly. I was really hurt. So even though I loved you and I couldn't imagine living my life without you, Mm. I also had this nagging thought around the fact that, you know, I'd felt similar things when I'd married my first two husbands (laughs) and those marriages didn't work out, Mm. right? The results of those marriages were painful and Mm. other relationships as well. There was heartache, Mm. disappointment, betrayal. I felt insignificant, unheard, unloved, and unworthy. Mm. I believe that I'd given my whole heart away before and then ended up getting burned. Yeah. So doing that again and being vulnerable with you Mm. was something I had to work on if I truly wanted to authentically show up and experience intimacy with you. That's really interesting. Again, back to my comment a moment ago, you know, you were talking about that feeling inside of you is all about not trusting yourself. Right. But for me, often it actually manifested in feeling like you didn't trust me. Right. Yeah. That's how you interpreted it. Exactly. And so, you know, you talked earlier about risks of (laughs) of not being vulnerable. If you relate to what Kim's sharing at all about how she was feeling like she just didn't trust herself, it could be coming across differently to your partner. And there's such a need to be able to communicate that because that has to be clarified. Yeah. Because that's where those stories start forming in our heads. You had a story that I didn't trust you. Yeah. So how did you keep moving forward? Well, the first step was I had to find the courage to face those fears, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a quote I really love from Franklin D. Roosevelt, and this kind of hits the nail on the head for me. And the quote is, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. Yeah, We let ourselves get so sidetracked by fear. Mm So this idea of allowing our fears to keep us from finding our way to something more important, something so much better Mm. that's on the other side, this really motivated me to face my fears, to go there. But, you know, I want to say that it it was uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't easy and it was a process that took time and it took effort. Mm. But I've never regretted going there. And I'll never go back to that place where my fears and my painful memories held me hostage because they really were rooted in those past experiences, not in my current reality. Yeah. You know, Ron Deal says that what overcomes that fear is persistent, faithful love. Mm. All too often, couples wait for the fear to go away before they act in loving ways. Yeah. And that doesn't work. No. 
Or they criticize and get angry, hoping that will make their partner act in loving ways and meet their needs. Guess what? That doesn't work. (laughs) They might even retreat into the safety of their own kids rather than risk loving their spouse with all their heart. And Ron says, that's right. You guessed it. That doesn't work either. No. And Ron goes on to say that the antidote is not to withhold your love until the other person can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that they love you as much as you hope they do. The antidote is for you to love them with your whole heart, no matter the risk involved. It's only then that you'll destroy any residual fear or apprehension you have stored up in your heart and make it more likely that your spouse will move toward you in love as well. Wow. Yeah. That's so true. Mm. And we can certainly acknowledge that loving with your whole heart is risky. Sure. I knew that all too well going into our marriage. Mm. But I also came to realize that choosing not to love with my whole heart or refusing to be emotionally vulnerable with you, honey, that also held a great deal of risk like we talked about earlier. And there was a lot at stake. So I did have to make a choice Mm -hmm. to either stay stuck behind my wall of insecurity and doubt and protection or move forward towards those more important things that were beyond my fears. Mm, That's good. Now, Brene Brown, we love Brene Brown, and she's currently the leading expert on the topic of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's done years and years of meticulous research around what makes some people more authentic and vulnerable than others. And why is this so challenging for so many of us? (laughs) So I recently listened to one of her TED Talks called The Power of Vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating. Oh, yeah. And she talked about everything she's learned from real people and real interviews over years and years. Mm -hmm. And she's come to the conclusion that shame and fear are barriers to vulnerability. And we talked a lot about fear today, but shame is this belief that we aren't enough. Mm. It's a story in our head about us. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't feel worthy of being loved. Yeah. And Brene states that we all experience shame. And the less you talk about it, the more you have. (laughs) I love that statement. You know, what Brene has learned through her study of vulnerability is that the original definition of the word courage comes from the Latin word core, which means heart. So the original meaning of the word courage is to tell the story of who you are wholeheartedly. Wow. In that TED Talk, Brene shares that she discovered a group of people who are able to live wholeheartedly. And because Brene was actually surprised by this finding, she spent years studying this group of people. And I think what she learned about the wholehearted people and to link that to vulnerability might really help us overcome our fear and take steps forward in this area. Mm -hmm. So we're going to close out this episode by sharing some of what Brene has discovered And we'll also put a link in the show notes to her TED Talk, which is something you probably want to check out. Her books and speaking engagements are are great and insightful if you want to dive deeper uh, and kind of learn a little bit more about who she is and the work she's done. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, the main thing that Brene's learned about wholehearted people is that they have a strong sense of love and belonging. And the reason is simple. They believe that they're worthy of that love 
and the belonging. And again, this reveals the absence of shame and unworthiness where a lot of us tend to get stuck, yeah. especially if we've been hurt in the past or told that we're not worthy yeah. or, or it's been somehow reinforced through our story that we aren't enough, Yeah. right? So these people who live wholeheartedly and have that strong sense of love and belonging, they can experience life in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it sounds really simple, but for most of us who've experienced pain and trauma, this isn't so simple. No. And, and you know, I would say almost all of us fall into this bucket. You know, mm -hmm. Kim, you've talked quite a bit about your previous marriages. Mm -hmm. Now, you're my first wife. Mm -hmm. However, I've had some difficult relationships in my past, mm -hmm. not just romantically, but going all the way back to my childhood. Right where there was plenty of messages that said I was not worthy, that right. I didn't belong, that I wasn't going to be able to measure up. Yeah. And I've had to overcome my fear of vulnerability in that same way, but just through different relationships. Yeah. And, and so if you're listening right now and you're thinking, well, you know, my previous marriage or I didn't have a previous marriage. It's, you know, I, I don't have some of those things Kim's talking about. I challenge you to go all the way back to childhood Absolutely. And, and examine multiple mm -hmm. types of relationships and what is it that maybe ha have set you up for some of those relational recalls touchy triggers and irrational influences because it might not only be those romantic relationships yeah, so, yeah absolutely my yeah. sense of shame goes all the way back to my childhood sure absolutely but let's talk a little bit about how Brene says we can move forward because she right. offers us three key character traits that she's discovered in this group of wholehearted people. Mm -hmm. Now, the first thing she saw that they all had in common was courage. Mm. <laughs> Everyone in this group had the courage to be authentic and let their imperfections show. <laughs> yeah, even in the midst of any kind of shame. or Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. They fully embraced vulnerability because they believed what made them vulnerable also made them beautiful. Mm, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Not that vulnerability was necessarily comfortable, nor that it was excruciating either, as shame is often described. Mm. But they simply believe that vulnerability is necessary. Mm. And because of this kind of courage, they were able to willingly move forward in life without guarantees. Mm, yeah. They're willing to invest in relationships that may or may not work out. Mm. Their courage and willingness to take risk without any guarantee was fundamental for this group of people. Yeah, courage is so important. I think it's funny that we have this fear mm -hmm. around vulnerability when I think most of us are actually attracted to vulnerability. Oh, yeah. You know, earlier I referenced what Emily said in that review on our podcast. Mm -hmm. She basically said, thanks for being vulnerable. Like Real. that's attractive in that way. I also think about one of the first times you and I went to dinner oh, together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I overshared. You, you shared a lot of what of the mm -hmm. pain that you have experienced in the mm -hmm. past. And we weren't even really dating yet. We yeah. were just friends at the time. But I remember like, even though some of that was hard to hear, I remember thinking, wow, like that's awesome that you can hold that so openly and share that with me when you when you barely even know me. Yeah. I don't know if you were did that intentionally or what you did, but it was attractive to me actually. That was an interesting stage in my life because I was so sick and tired of living a double life and mm. pretending I was something I wasn't mm. that when I 
did that, when I basically yeah. overshared and kind of dumped everything <laughs> on you, I was actually trying to push you away. Oh. It was kind of a, well, if you can't accept me, or if you can't mm. deal with this stuff, then I don't, I don't want to move on with our friendship. So what I saw as courage was actually like defiance. It kind of was. <laughs> I was kind of in this place where, you know, you take it or leave it. Okay. Um, so I went from one end of the spectrum to being very secretive and very closed down to another. Then I swung really far on the pendulum yeah. to just like, hey, here it is. Yeah. And if you can't handle it too bad for you, wow. which also isn't always the healthiest thing sure. because you yeah. need to you need to share with people that you trust. And at yeah. that point we didn't even have a trusted relationship, but I threw right. it out there and thankfully yeah. it worked out because you were actually attracted to I it. I know <laughs> what, you, what you were using as defiance and trying to put up yeah. the wall of, Oh yeah, check this out. Uh, I saw as courage and vulnerability yeah. and it was really attractive to me. That's funny. But you know, that's not to say that there weren't times in our relationship over the years where I did shut down oh, yeah. and hold oh, yeah. back and put up walls. For so sure. yeah. It's interesting that this is such a complicated topic. It can be. It can be. Yeah. But we've got to find that courage like Brene says. We do. If we want to live wholeheartedly mm-hmm. to be able to give love and receive love fully, we've got to find that courage to be vulnerable. And the second thing she discovered about this group of people who live and love wholeheartedly was that they had compassion Mm. and they didn't just treat others with compassion, but they were kind and compassionate to themselves. That's so important. Yeah. And it's hard too, (laughs) but it reveals the fact that they didn't carry shame or waste time beating themselves up or hold lots of grudges against others who wronged them or against their own selves for the wrongs that they've done. Mm -hmm. I really love this because a key step for me in overcoming my shame issues was to learn how to forgive myself. Mm, And this is really about embracing and living out compassion. Sure. It's for ourselves and it's for others. Yeah. So important. Mm. Now, a third thing that Brene noticed that all of these people had in common was connection, Mm. which is a result of authenticity. Right. They were able to genuinely connect with others because they willingly let go of who they thought they should be in order to be who they truly were. Mm. Let me say that again. They were willing to let go of who they thought they should be in order to be who they truly were. Yeah. That's a statement of freedom and empowerment yeah. right yeah, there. Totally. And Brene states this is a must for true connection. Yeah. So if we want to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. if we want to live wholeheartedly, we've got to have courage. We've got to be compassionate to others and to ourselves. And we've got to be willing to live in connection. Yeah, that's absolutely it. And you know, most of us have a natural reaction to numb or avoid vulnerability. Mm. But the problem with that is that we live in a vulnerable world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. There's uncertainty and nothing is guaranteed. Mm -hmm. We want to think we're in control, but we're living in a constant state of vulnerability. And so it's really not possible to avoid that reality. And the other problem is that you cannot selectively numb your emotions which is really interesting because when you numb painful emotions, you also start to numb the good ones like yeah. joy and happiness. Right. 
And eventually this leads to a lack of purpose and meaning in life, which in turn leaves us feeling vulnerable in the world. (laughs) So then we try to numb again and end up in this unhealthy cycle. Mm. So although numbing or avoiding might feel like a natural, good or safe option, in the bigger picture, it really isn't helping us. It's keeping us stuck. That's right. And you know, another unhealthy approach is that we try to make the uncertain certain. Yeah. <laughs> what we're trying to do is control mm-hmm. in one way or another. So rather than having an open conversation about the discomfort or the fear that's really going on inside, we maybe lash out or we blame others for our pain. Mm-hmm. And Brene's research around blame is that it's a way to discharge pain and discomfort. Mm-hmm. We're trying to transfer it out of us and onto something else. Yeah. So we're still avoiding the root issue by trying to blame or control in an attempt to make the uncertain certain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of futile. It is. We're not going to be able to it do it. It doesn't work. And, and Brene goes on to reveal that in our discomfort with being vulnerable and loving wholeheartedly, we try to perfect things and make them look good, right? Another form of control, of mm-hmm. course. Or we pretend that our behavior doesn't really impact those around us. Right. Like, we oh, minimize this isn't a big it. Deal. That's yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I love Renee's conclusion to all of this in her TED Talk. She says, to let ourselves be seen, deeply seen, vulnerably seen, to love with our whole heart, even when there's no guarantee, we must believe that we're enough. Mm. We must practice kindness, gentleness, gratitude, and joy, Mm. even in those vulnerable moments of terror. (laughs) (laughs) I love that she uses that word terror, because often that's what we experience Mm. when we do summon the courage and authentically tell the story of who we are wholeheartedly. It's Mm -hmm. it can be so scary. And this very uncomfortable feeling of terror can lead to what Brene has coined as a vulnerability hangover, (laughs) (laughs) which really is that emotional backlash we might experience when we do open ourselves up Mm. and reveal parts of ourselves that we aren't fully comfortable with. Mm. We might feel exposed or anxious about what the other person's reaction might be. Maybe we're overwhelmed with regret or uncertainty about the outcome. And we begin jumping to conclusions or we start catastrophizing. Now, we don't have time in this episode to do a deep dive into vulnerability hangovers and how to handle them, (laughs) (laughs) but they are real. And we will put a link in the show notes to an article that can help you understand that a vulnerability hangover, it's it's normal, it's natural. And this article can also give you some practical steps to overcome a vulnerability hangover that's right. and work through it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so we're hoping that we've given you a few things to think about today. Mm-hmm. We can't fully explore this topic on a podcast episode. No. Each of us really has unique experiences and individual challenges in the areas of fear and how it's linked to vulnerability. Yeah. But hopefully this will give you just a little encouragement that you're not alone. And some maybe some motivation as well to check out the resources that we've provided and continue learning and growing in your courage to face your fears, mm-hmm. to become more aware of how your past experiences might be impacting your response to emotional pain in the present and why vulnerability is absolutely necessary if you want to live wholeheartedly. 
maybe you'll be able to identify what you've been doing to numb or run from that emotional pain mm-hmm. and start to identify some steps you can take to be more authentic in your relationship. Yeah. We really just want to bring about some awareness for you today and maybe simply give you a starting point to continue discovering for yourself what it means to love with your whole heart and experience true intimacy because that's really what we all want and need. Yeah. And you know, if you've realized that when you're experiencing emotional pain, you tend to shame yourself or blame others, or maybe you attempt to control the situation or you escape and shut down, Mm. we want you to know that you're not alone. We all tend to react to emotional pains in ways that ultimately don't seem to serve us well (laughs) and often cause damage to our relationships. More pain. (laughs) Yeah. And these reactions usually create strong barriers to vulnerability Mm. and to being able to love wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. But we've got some good news. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stay stuck there. And we're able to help you with our Relate Strong program that I talked about earlier which will give you a practical way to open up and be more vulnerable Mm. and minimize some of the fear and also help you to fully grasp that sense of love and belonging that Brene talks about, that you are worthy of love and belonging. So to learn more about the Relate Strong program and to see if it's a good fit for you as a couple, Mm -hmm. working toward growing and improving how you show up for each other, please consider reaching out and scheduling a free coaching call with us. We'd love to support you in your journey moving forward. That's right. And we'll put a link in the show notes for you. Yeah, we want you to experience true intimacy. Absolutely. And and you know what? Next week, we're going to focus on some things that can often be tied to our fear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not just fear in our couple relationship, but also in our relationships with our kids, as well as our decisions around parenting. Pretty much every area of our life can be impacted. Yeah. And what we're going to talk about is guilt and regret. So make sure you join us again next Tuesday for that. Mm -hmm. But for now, that's going to make this episode a wrap. Until next time. 